You're listening to the Hustle Her Podcast, episode number 12. In this episode, we're going to dive into your most commonly asked questions. From the business side to the personal one, we're going to get real, raw, and vulnerable about the things you're dying to know. You're listening to the Hustle Her Podcast, and I'm your host, Kirsten Perry. I help young female entrepreneurs turn their passions into profit-building businesses. From marketing for your niche to partnering with your ideal clients, I'm here to help, and so are some of my fellow girl bosses. So grab a coffee, sit back, relax, worry about the hustle later, and let's get to it. I get asked probably a handful of questions each week about entrepreneurship, mental health, body positivity, and more, both in person and online. I figured it would be a great opportunity to take all of those questions and compile them into one podcast episode for you to hear. So let's dive in. Question one, have you always been a morning person, aka you always go to the gym so early? Oh, yes. I have always been a morning person. I find that I am most productive in the mornings and love the feeling of having everything accomplished for the day before the rest of the world wakes up. The gym is part of my self-care routine, and it's how I usually start my day. People always say that I must be crazy for getting up at 5 a.m., but there's just something about getting a good sweat in before the sun rises that sets my day off on the right track. It is important to know, though, that you don't have to be a morning person to be successful. People always tell me that they wish they had the willpower to get up early in the mornings like me so that they can have extra time for themselves. Here's the thing, though. If you don't thrive in the mornings and you find yourself more of a night owl, use that to your advantage. Schedule more work time at night. Schedule more self-care time at night. For me, I'm in bed by 9.30, 10 o'clock p.m. at the latest. But while I'm sleeping, that's when you're making waves. Question two. What is one aspect of business that you dislike doing, but you have to do it anyways? This is a good question, and I'm just going to come right out and say it. Cold calling. I know what you're probably thinking. How does someone in marketing and sales hate cold calling? Well, I do. I find it awkward. I find it intrusive. And I avoid it like the plague. As someone who is incredibly outgoing... It's shocking to think that I hate making calls to people that I don't know. Especially when I'm trying to sell them something. If I'm being completely honest, my hands get all sweaty, my heart starts racing, my voice all raspy. It's the same kind of feeling you get right before a first date. The kind of feeling like you're going to throw up. I do know, though, that cold calling is sometimes necessary. Sometimes you have to step out on the ledge. Do the, the thing that you're uncomfortable with and just try. Sometimes I cold call, but then I set up an in-person meeting. And that usually makes me feel better. Question three, 
What's your long-term goal with Keylor and Company? What is your long-term goal with life? So this is quite a loaded question, but I'm going to be open and blunt with you about my dreams for the future in the most concise and simple way that I can. For Keylor and Company, in about 10 years' time, I would like it to be a seven-figure business. To you, that might seem like too big of a goal, but if we're talking about the ultimate dream, that would be it. I plan to have a really nice office and a team of insanely talented marketing whizzes who are equally as passionate about digital marketing as I am. I want to be able to expand the services that I currently offer by bringing on some additional members to the team that offer services outside of my expertise. I do plan to stay local and help contribute to this growing Windsor economy, although this part of the dream is not something that I have set in stone. I also plan on doing less one-to-one work and more online courses that can help people at their own pace. When you work one-to-one with a client, it's great, and I love it. You really get to build that personal connection, but I know that I could be impacting more people and helping more people more often if I didn't limit myself to one-to-one work. Now, looking at the personal side of things, if I was looking at 10 years from now, I'd like to be married with a few little ones running around. Whether those children are biological or adopted, either or, doesn't matter to me. And if I'm being completely honest, I don't picture myself much as a stay-at-home mom. And my goal is that my partner will want to stay home with the kids at the beginning of our maternity and paternity uh, journey. I can definitely picture myself going crazy missing work if I'm cooped up in the house for too, too long. My plan is to make six figures by that 10-year mark, and I want to travel probably once every year at least, hopefully more than that. I see myself as a healthy mother and a committed wife, someone who seeks to inspire and encourage the people around her on a daily basis. Oh, and um, who knows, but I might even write a book. Question four, what's the best advice you were given when you were first starting out? The best advice I was given came from the beautiful Sierra Bray, who told me that it's okay to say no to things that don't feel right. If you listen to episode 11 on the power of saying no, you should know that I was reminded of the importance of saying no from Sierra. The premise of that episode stemmed from her. Sierra reminded me that I have the power and the right to say no to things that just don't sit right with me. Say no to situations that make me uncomfortable. No to clients that don't feel like a good fit. Because of this advice from Sierra, I've saved myself a lot of time and energy from wasting it on clients and projects that just don't make sense. When a new opportunity approaches, I hear Sierra's voice in my head that says, Kirsten, is this really the right fit? When we first start a business, we're quick to say yes, yes, yes. I mean, we're yes people. We're people pleasers. We want money and we want it fast. But what happens when we say yes to everything? 
we find that we don't have time for things that we really want to do. We become stressed and overwhelmed. We have to deal with situations that would have never risen if we didn't say yes in the first place. When I first started my business, Sierra and I talked about scaling. We talked about sustainable growth in a business, not taking on too much at all, not taking it all on at the same time, because things usually fail when that happens. And without Sierra's advice and support, I would have really struggled. Question number five. In a business sense, what's the one thing that makes you the most nervous? This is an easy one. The uncertainty of everything. Not knowing whether or not the money will come in. Not knowing if the business will exist in five years. Not really knowing anything. All I do know is that what I'm doing now works. All I do know is that I'm passionate about this business. And these are things that I've actually come to learn. When I first started this business, everything was unknown. I didn't know about taxes. I didn't know about really how to cold call. I didn't know the strain it was going to put on my personal relationships in my life. I didn't know any of that. And there are still so many things that I don't know. Tomorrow isn't guaranteed. 10 years from now, I have no idea where I'll be. All I know is that I love what I'm doing right now. And the processes that I've put in place, they work. The clients that I have are absolutely amazing. And we have those open lines of communication. And even when things feel uncertain, I still find that I have a sense of security. So I'm not too, too worried, but that is definitely something that I am the most nervous about. And I kind of catch myself drifting back into those feelings every once in a while, especially when something that's unexpected happens and kind of tilts me on my side a little bit. And before I flip myself back upright, it it is an anxious time and a, a very nervous feeling. Um, but I know that the universe has my back and it's all going to work out. Question six, if you didn't have to sleep, what would you do with the extra time? Huh, great question. Um, I'd probably use the time to read more or listen to more podcasts. Sometimes my day-to-day gets so busy that I don't have time to read or expand on my knowledge and learn more. Having those extra hours in my day would mean that I could level up in life faster And although this is true, I love sleeping, and I know how important sleep is. Sleeping isn't just sleeping. It's a time to reset after a long day. So part of what I do during that time would also include some form of meditation or napping. Anything that really kind of helps my brain relax. Question seven, what does your day-to-day look like? Oh, (laughs) a day in the life of me is never usually the same, but there are some things that remain consistent. At 5 a.m., I wake up for the gym in order to be there for 5.30. Sometimes I will get up at 4.30 if I have a lot of meetings that day so that I can get to the gym for 5. I work out for an hour, 
I come home, I shower, and I eat breakfast, which is my favorite meal of the day. I never miss it, and I always eat the same thing. I have two pieces of toast, two hard-boiled eggs, and a banana. And on that day, if I'm going to the office, I try and aim to be there for 8 a.m., and will usually stay until 2 or 3, depending on if I have client meetings. And if I do, this means I have to bring a lunch, which requires planning in advance. My work consists of social media content scheduling, working on course material, planning emails to go out, engaging with my clients following, or working on client projects. I also try to attend one webinar a week to make sure that I'm keeping up on the newest social media and digital marketing trends. If I do not go into the office, I will usually go to Anchor Coffee House or Starbucks and I'll work from there. I do like having a change of pace. I like changing up my environment. It keeps things fun. It keeps things exciting. And after I leave the coffee shop or office, sometimes I meet up with friends and we work or hang out. Sometimes I go home and I make dinner and work on the podcast. And at around 8.30 p.m., I start my nighttime routine of washing my face, brushing my teeth, and I generally listen to an audiobook to wind me down for the day. I also have been starting to journal at nighttime, so really honing in on what my feelings are, how I'm growing, different things that I want to make sure that I document, and that's something I do at nighttime as well as a way to kind of reflect. On my commute, wherever I'm going, I am always listening to a podcast. In the mornings when I'm at the gym, I'm always listening to music. Um, I'm a big fan of multitasking, so anytime I can be using my downtime to secretly be working, I'm all for that. So yeah, that's a day in the life of me. Question number eight, who inspires you the most? Now, I kind of get my inspiration from a lot of different areas. I am heavily inspired by Jenna Kutcher and Rachel Hollis, some girl bosses that have made some incredible waves in the world who inspire and encourage and support other women all over the world. Um, Women that put out content that speaks to me and makes me feel like I'm not alone. And on that note, I'm also inspired by the women in our community here in Windsor, Ontario, that are just striving to be great and who strive to help other women in our community be great. I am inspired by Sierra Parr from the Lemon Soul podcast and Sierra Bray from Real Talk with C and Jordan Ropat from Plant Joy Donuts. I'm inspired by some women who are in my close, close circle, Bria Dupuis from Bria Dupuis Photography and Design, Sarah Mancini, who is a fabulous makeup artist here in Windsor and all the way to Toronto. I get so fired up seeing other women in our community make incredible moves that it inspires me to do the same. I've been able to connect with so many women who have a story and 
have their why for what they're doing. And I just think that that speaks for itself. I think that when you're inspired, you inspire others. And I've seen that from so many of these women in our community. For the longest time, I've been watching Danielle from AxFit kill it in every aspect of her life. I've seen Maria, Miss Canada, rock the stage many more times than once. And I don't know how you could not be surrounded by these women and just feel so inspired and encouraged and motivated to be your best self. So I would say that those are the people that inspire me. I am also inspired by my mom. Um, She has MS, which is multiple sclerosis, and she continues to kick ass every single day. She is an amazing manager. She is an amazing mom. And growing up around her and seeing her strength and her courage That's something that has been instilled in me since the day that I was born. So, like I said, it's pretty much the ladies in my life that are encouraging me to be a better version of myself and to inspire me to continue to do great things. So, yeah. Question number nine. What is one big thing that you want to do this year? Well... Aside from everything, um, this year I'm really focusing on growth in my business. I'd like to launch my Instagram course to help small businesses learn how to make more money with their social media efforts. I'd like these courses to be a continuous effort as the business grows. I'd also like to take on some more clients that are in my niche market. Keyword there, in my niche market. Actually, that's a lot of words. That's not just one word. Anyways, <laughs> I really want to focus on honing in on my ideal client and working towards partnering with those clients so that I can best serve them in the ways that I know how. And then um, that's from a business perspective. From a personal perspective, I'm really kind of focusing on my growth and how I can level up in my skills, level up in my career, really pushing myself to be a better human, to be healthier and more optimistic, meditate a little more. Um, Yeah, just really focusing on being the best person that I can be every single day. So the last couple questions are more rapid fire, as in they're short, don't really deserve an explanation. Um, So let's get to it. Those of you that know me know I love candy. So people often ask me what my favorite candy is. Anything that is chewy. Uh, My dentist absolutely loves me. I single-handedly keep them in business. Um, But I'm a big fan of Skittles and Mentos and anything that's sour, licorice. Um, Not a big fan of chocolate, but I don't disregard it. I'll still eat it. I have a huge sweet tooth. My favorite cereal is Honey Nut Cheerios. 
I like to put peanut butter in it because I love peanut butter and peanut butter is everything to me. Favorite food to get at Anchor? Great question. Changes seasonally. I always drink a London Fog with almond milk. It is absolutely amazing. And then the sandwich that I usually get varies depending on the season. So lately, I've been having their Southwest Chicken Panini, which has chicken, corn, and a really spicy sauce on it. In the summertime, they have a panini that has apples on it and then one that has cranberries on it as the seasons change. So those are some of my favorites. I'm also a big fan of their baked goods. So they have a lemon lavender, I want to say, shortbread cookie. It's to die for. They have a London Fog cookie, which goes perfect with my London Fog. And then they also have a Reese's Pieces cookie, all of which are 12 out of 10. And I highly recommend that you try them. Um, Yeah, I'm daydreaming about them right now. My favorite podcasts. This is a good one. Obviously, the Gold Digger podcast by Jenna Kutcher, that is a big one. The Authentically Local podcast, I love the Lemon Soul podcast, Real Talk with C, I just listen to so many. Um, Those would probably be the ones that are at the top of my list. Favorite place to travel, big fan of any place that is warm. But I also like to see as much of the world as possible. So oftentimes I have traveled to Vancouver and New York City. And just recently we went to California. It wasn't the warmest it's supposed to be, but it was still still very nice. And my favorite book. Um, This is kind of hard. I used to read a lot of um, fiction books. Now more so it's books that are about self-help and self-growth. I love Girl, Wash Your Face. I'm currently finishing up Girl, Stop Apologizing, both by Rachel Hollis. I have listened to um, quite a few podcasts uh, podcasts and books, and that's what I spend most of my time listening to. But um, yeah, those, those would be probably at the top of the list. Um, so yeah, that is a wrap on this episode of Hustle Her. We got kind of a little more personal with the questions that you ask me every single week, and I hope that you found them quite valuable. So until next week, hustlers, I will see you soon.